So the other day, I came home immediately after work and started doing the dishes because mm-hmm. I was like, if I don't, if I sit down, I'm not yeah. getting up. Yeah. <laughs> so I just started doing the dishes and I'm home alone. Mm-hmm. And then I lean over to put a pot away mm-hmm. and my bra bursts open right at the center <laughs> where it's holding together. <laughs> and it shocked me and it hurt a little bit. Uh-huh. It shocked me. I screamed alone in my house. <laughs> didn't know what to do because i needed to tell somebody what i like couldn't believe what just happened and so i went upstairs and i mean i just changed Mm -hmm. but i just think my bra was so upset that it wasn't taken off (laughs) immediately when i stepped through the door rebelling (laughs) that it was like you're not gonna take me off fine take myself off (laughs) yeah so you texted us and then sent you a bunch of hulk (laughs) gifts busting out of just hulk smashed uh that was really funny i laughed very loud i needed to tell somebody i was like who's gonna appreciate this the most (laughs) cassie danny guess what happened i'm shook it escaped my body titties Uh. out (laughs) dishes done (laughs) mic drop It was really scary. I thought Uh, it was a ghost. That's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) It's a ghost. Take this shit off. It's a bra-burning feminist from (laughs) back in the day (laughs) who was just like, we will not do this. (laughs) You want to be domestic? You do it, braless. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Hello, everyone. Hello, everybody. Hi, guys. This is... That broad's got moxie. It sure is. That's Kiana. My name's Kiana. That's Cassie. Hello. <laughs> Danny's here. Playing with a fire truck. Oh, no. It's a Christmas truck with a tree in the back end. That's small. I got it. She's not, we're not outside. <laughs> no, we're not. It's little. Oh, it's we got it little. at Joanne Fabrics. Aw, <laughs> oh, Joanne. Uh-huh. That's beautiful. I like it. I like it a lot. It's Christmas. It made me happy. That's why it's in here and not in the living room yet, because I was like, No! <laughs> It is Christmas. Christmas stuff doesn't go up until after Thanksgiving. See, I've just come to the realization that Thanksgiving is a rehearsal dinner for Christmas. <laughs> so after Halloween, we could just start celebrating Christmas. That's fair. Yeah. When I pick, I like to decorate for Thanksgiving though. I keep a little, oh, like fair. my little harvest stuff out. Danny made this really cute tablecloth that says "Gobble till you wobble" on it. <laughs> <laughs> so that goes out. Some glittery pumpkins, you know. Cornucopia. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I, I get it. Mm. But also, it's Christmas. <laughs> when I was getting us coffee today, yeah, I got myself just a coffee, and then I got peppermint and mocha in it. Uh-huh. I don't like peppermint mocha. <laughs> I don't... I was just possessed by the feeling of Christmas. Fair. Because I was listening to Christmas music and was like, you know what sounds nice? peppermint i hate it i (laughs) (laughs) disgusting i hate peppermint mocha too i think it's gross i think specific well and sorry starbucks but specifically that one was when i worked there Mm -hmm. was like the worst one to smell and like touch and like the thing was always sticky i didn't like it no and that's probably why i don't like it that's that sounds fair (laughs) (laughs) just 
A lot of self-validation happening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that's why. But I drank it. <laughs> you sure did. You took care of business over there. I'm, I need coffee in the morning. I'm one of those people. One of those people? Yeah. I was for a very brief time uh, when I was a preschool teacher. Not anymore. <laughs> I can't do it. Now I feel like I'm vibrating. I cut... I've cut back on the coffee I've drank. Yeah, you have. <laughs> but... <laughs> Still quite a bit. Down to a pot. <laughs> Not four. Maybe. What episode is this? 30s. No. <laughs> wow. 40. Three? 43. Three. Yeah. Odd. I go first. Boo. All right. Fine. So episode 39. Did you say you were doing? 43. 43. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I think that? Because time is a construct Nobody and you just want to go wherever you want. It's because the last episode that's written on our list is 39. And yeah, so well, I looked we at were that. on episode like 33 and I hadn't written anything Listen. past 24. So Listen, it was a mistake. It's inaccurate. I'm only human. <laughs> I get it now. We're on 43. Either okay. way, I'm going first. Yes, you are. Did you say you were doing your long one? Should I do my shorter one? Uh, yeah. Okay. So... I'm going to talk to you today about Donna Anna Lazima de Urenza and Donna Estaquita de Sonza. Okay. Donya. Donya. <laughs> what did I say? Donna. <laughs> Donna and Barb. Let's try that again. Okay. What did you say? Donya? That's the name of one of my cousins. Donya. <laughs> also, what does it mean? Well, it's... Know, when you told me who you were doing, I looked them up to see <laughs> There's an accent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Before I begin, because you said, what are those squiggles called? I think it's And those, that reminded me, congrats to the Australian soccer team, the Matildas. <laughs> just got equal pay that's fucking right it's about fucking time no kidding i wanted to say that uh, hello forgot. rest of the world hello <laughs> are you listening fuck you pay your women <laughs> pay your women equally please <clears throat> that's all we ask mm-hmm. it's not special treatment no it's equality <laughs> okay wow. donia donia anna lazama de Urenza. Man, now I'm really... I butchered okay. all of that. <laughs> and Donna... Did I say Donna? Donald? Donald? You said Donna. <laughs> okay. Donna. Yeah. Escutia de Sanza. Okay. Man, I'm starting hot this morning. <laughs> Ooh, I'm on fire. Anyways, my sources, nakedhistory.com, warriorwoman.com, and that book I got you for your birthday. Yeah bygone badass broads yep thank you for remembering mm-hmm. it because mm-hmm. i already forgot <laughs> <laughs> before i begin i'm gonna tell you about mid 1600s peru perfect and <laughs> the place where these ladies grew up okay it's not just disconnected facts okay <laughs> let's learn about peru so also because it's november still right Yes. <laughs> We're getting closer to Thanksgiving. In two days. 
tomorrow. Wow. I know. My my next two episodes are going to be real um, critical of colonizers. <laughs> Solid. And I'm not going to forget. Mine is too. The one I'm talking about today is... Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. So, when the Spanish landed in, in South America and deemed it, quote, discovered... Uh, even though there were already many civilizations <laughs> on the island, they found large quantities of precious metals in the town of Potosi. Specifically, silver. Mm. Potosi was the heart of the silver boom, and it had so much of it that Potosi had literally co- has literally come to mean wealth in like modern days. Mm-hmm. So a com- common Spanish expression is vale un Potosi. Which is literally translated to be worth a Potosi, which is the, the town. Mm-hmm. And that phrase means to be of great value. Oh, interesting. Okay. However, while the city itself was valuable, many of the people in the city were only seen as disposable workers because that's capitalism, baby. <laughs> <laughs> anyone take you seriously (laughs) you're this really incredibly serious person who has a lot of important things to talk about and then you say shit like that and it's like where does this come from well that's what it is (laughs) all right carry on vent capitalism (laughs) i'm just telling it how it is so the wealth gap in the town was one of the worst in the area so native South Americans were used as slaves in the mines for Spanish robber barons mm-hmm. who came for money. And miners who actually got paid weren't paid that much. And there were just bandits everywhere in the city. Mm-hmm. Crime was rampant and it was so bad that the town council wouldn't meet unless they had chainmail shirts on to prevent any unwanted stabbings. Oh my god. I have an unnecessary adjective in that. Because no stabbing, I think, is wanted. And I said unwanted stabbings. Just. <laughs> well, to be fair. I'm not wrong. <laughs> no, you're not. Just a little over-explaining there. Um, so this was the environment that the two girls met in. There is no real historical evidence on how these two women met. And it would actually be really interesting to know since they had very, very different upbringings. Estiqueta. Hmm. Estiqueta. <laughs> Ustaquita de Sonza was born into a very wealthy family, and they were often throwing extravagant parties in that extremely destitute town. Uh-huh. So they were like, ah, that's at shitty. the top of the mm-hmm. on top of the gap. Anna, the other woman, mm-hmm. knew about the destitute side of town because she grew up in it. Mm. So it was very. They don't know how these two women. Very met. the prince and the pauper. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Okay. Um, like I said earlier, it's not recorded how they met, but they became unlikely friends. They became so close with one another that Estuquita asked her father to adopt Anna to get her off the streets. Oh. So now they were... Sisters. Kinda. But let's... Oh. Let's hold off. They're not blood, and that's important for later. (laughs) Okay, fair. (laughs) There's me jumping the fucking gun. Uh, her father was on board with the idea of adopting her because the thought of having another woman in the household to do lady things with would be good for her. Uh-huh. However, things did not exactly work out as planned. They were taught the skills needed for young noble women at the time. Dancing, needlework, cooking. 
and, like, essentially just how to run a household. Mm-hmm. But they were really uninterested in the whole <laughs> proper young lady thing. Sure. And instead, they would sit in on Estaquita's brother's fencing lessons and observe what was happening. And then later in secret, they would duel each other. Fun. Unfortunately, her brother died young, so they couldn't sit in on the practices anymore. Mm-hmm. That being said, Estaquita was like, hey, dad. <laughs> yeah. You like me. Let's... Come on. Come on. Give give me some lessons. Sure. And so the girls had... The two girls had shown so much promise that when they did get their own tutor by the age of 13, Mm -hmm. they just, like, began studying past fencing with a sword master. Oh. And they also learned how to handle firearms. Very cool. So they were shooting shit up. Nice. (laughs) A question, real quick. What... Time, tell me the years, like the time frame again. Mid 1600s. Mid 1600s. Okay, that's what I thought, but I was wasn't <clears throat> sure. Any other questions? No, from the class. No. Okay, that's all. <laughs> Please continue. As was proper for women at the time in their class, they were raised in virtual seclusion from the city, mm-hmm. so they didn't know the destitute areas, except for Anna. Not because she grew up in it. Mm -hmm. Anyways, in their late teens, however, they grew tired of their sheltered life. And not only that, the girls were tired of practicing their sword fighting skills and actually wanted to sword fight some people. (laughs) 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 And like, they wanted real deal, not this make-believe shit that they were doing with each other. So they asked a servant to help them sneak out of the house. And the servant agreed. And then the two women, dressed up in men's clothing, grabbed their weapons and headed into the dangerous town. That sounds like a great day out. Yeah. (laughs) They found trouble along the way, but absolutely delighted in it. (laughs) And started serving up vigilante justice to the criminals on the streets. Oh, (laughs) shit! They plunged into the violent nightlife of the city for adventure and to test their martial skills. And let me just tell you, they were good. (laughs) In one of their most famous street duels, it was the two of them against four bandits. Anna was knocked out by (gasps) one of the men. And then Estaquita just started battling all four of them at once by herself. And she held them off until Anna regained consciousness. Holy shit. (laughs) Then Anna, quote, rose to her feet like a lioness. And recognizing the man who had wounded her said, Monster, now I will revenge myself. Oh, shit. She then attacked him with such ferocity that she cut through his shield and nearly severed his hand. Oh, my God. Some say she did sever the hand. I just, assume it's like nearly head n- the yeah. snick. Just kind <laughs> of holding off by, by a little skin flap. flap. <laughs> <laughs> the other three guys saw this and thought, oh, no, not today. <laughs> And ran off into the night. These bitches crazy! (laughs) And booked it. Exactly. Perfect. At the end of the fight, both women were wounded, but they made it home. So they were were fine. Well, that's good. In the early years of their vigilante reign, or perhaps even before then, the two women found that their friendship was evolving. Oh. Into something much more. (gasps) They love each other. Yes. <laughs> no one knows when exactly the two became lovers, but they were, and their idea of a date was to fuck up bad guys. <laughs> Weird. That's what we do, too. <laughs> you guys go out at night, 
fight yes. people with swords. Yeah, who wear rubber suits and have our, you know, our like oh. Catwoman and like Batwoman. You know what I mean? I thought I was. I was this like, is not kinky. N- I was like, at no point did I mention that these two were wearing rubber. No. <laughs> I smell like he's superheroes. No, I know. I get what you mean now. All right. Kink shame me. <laughs> I would never. I'm not into it, but if I was, I could be offended. <laughs> I just thought you thought I mentioned they were in rubber. No, no. That was 100% me. <laughs> Sorry. Back to the story. <laughs> For five years, the two essentially lived double lives. In the daytime, they were proper society girls, and at night they turned into, quote, the queer femme Batman and Robin of Peru. Yes! Queen! <laughs> this is my favorite story. <laughs> Soon, they traveled in and out of Potosi to deliver their justice and spent their nights touring Peru, drinking, fighting bulls, playing cards, and handing out their own brand of justice at the point of a sword. It was at this time that the couple was dubbed the Valiant Peruvian Ladies of Potosi. I fucking love this so much. Doña means Mrs. or Lady, and that's why they're both Doña. <laughs> Thank you. Also, thank you, Danny. <laughs> thank you, Danny, for making me say that because I started both their names with Donya and then just dropped it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, after the five years have passed and the sword fighting uh, ended after Estaquita's father died and left the two to run the estate. While they were no longer fucking up bad guys on the street, they never lost their desire for adventure. This, unfortunately, led to the death of Anna. She was casually enjoying her day bullfighting when one of these bulls (laughs) gored her to death. Oh my god! Rip. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Four months later, Esquita... I've said her name different every time. Yep. Sorry. Anyways, four months later, her partner died from what is believed to be a broken heart. (gasps) Yeah. Although the lives of these two badass ladies were short, to this day, their story remains one of the most popular folktales in Peru. Oh my god, I love that story. (laughs) Sorry, There's drama. There's love. There's fighting. There's swords. Yeah. I They're like the that. queer Batman and Robin <laughs> of Peru. Of Peru. They were fucking up Spaniards. <coughs> I'm going to assume a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. Oh, what a great story. Thank <laughs> you. I enjoyed that very much. Thank you. <laughs> I am so... Look, Anna mm-hmm. and Estaquito. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> a. Estaquito. Kia. Estakia. <laughs> Jesus. Look, Danny took Spanish for four years. She can tell us how to say it. And I'm. You took just, German. It's fine. I have such an American mouth. Nothing <laughs> comes out that's not. <laughs> oh, she stumped. E- Let me see it. <laughs> Spell it for our listeners. This is a really professional podcast. E U S T A Q U I A. 
Eustachia? Eustachita. (laughs) (laughs) We're garbage. (laughs) So sorry. If anybody knows it like Estacada. You are (laughs) pronouncing. Yeah, and then what? I said (laughs) Estacada. No, you said (laughs) Estacado. And that was wrong. That's what I had for lunch. Oh, gosh. Anyway, what I was trying to say was those two badass ladies are in that wonderful book. Yeah. Bygone Badass Broads. I don't remember who wrote it, but we can find out and post it. Yes. You gave me that for my birthday, and it's fucking amazing. Yes. And the woman who I'm talking about today is also in that book. Oh. So, I was feeling a little inspired because there's... A movie that just recently came out on Danny's birthday. Oh, okay. On November 15th called The Warrior Queen of Jansi. Of where? Jansi. Okay. I think I'm saying that right. (laughs) I'm almost positive. (laughs) We're really killing it this episode. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Okay. So today I am talking about Lakshmi Bai, who is the Rani of Jansi. Okay. 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 So, my sources were Wikipedia, fuck you, Sage. (laughs) 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 www.fuckyousage.com. Let's, let's, yes, (laughs) buy that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's our website name (laughs) for that Brad Scott Moxie. (laughs) www.fuckyousage. He's going to hate us. I tell him he every lives day. He with you, but he's really going to hate me. <laughs> I think he already does. Just a bit. <laughs> Just a teeny bit. I tell Sage every day that he's my nemesis. <laughs> oh, God. That's me, great. Okay. Me and Sage are actually friends for the viewers. <laughs> That's true. He's great. We do like Sage. but He's all right. I hate him. <laughs> Wow. All right. Also a New York Times article and thebetterindia.com. Okay. I use thebetterindia.com for another woman that we talked about. Mm -hmm. And I just, look, it just makes me laugh. It's like there's also theworstindia.com. I don't know. It just makes, (laughs) it makes me laugh. So, Rani Lakshmibai was born on November 19th, 1828. So she's a Scorpio. Mm. Whoop, whoop. Movies coming around around her birthday. Yeah, just a couple days before. Four. Um, she was born in the town of Varanasi in India. She was named... Are you making that, noise? No, that's not me. <laughs> I don't think it's me. How does <laughs> not one of us know whose stomach is <laughs> Look, we all had coffee. We all had a big piece of cake for breakfast. And now one of us is making gurgle noises, but nobody knows who. It's not me. I could have swore it came from you. I heard it over there. That's why I looked at Danny and said, oh, Jesus, is that Christ. you? That's why I Oh, my gosh. <sighs> okay. okay. All right. When she was born, she was named Manikarnika, mm-hmm. and her nickname was Manu. 
So her mother died when she was only four years old. And her father worked as an advisor for the Peshwa, which is like the prime minister, ruler, Mm -hmm. leader of the area, right? The Peshwa called her Chabili, which means playful. Hmm. So there's this little precocious four-year-old running around. Her father had to raise her by himself. Like, she's an only child. And so she was raised with other, like, advisors' children Mm -hmm. who were boys, who were several years older. So she did not grow up living, like, a normal little girl in India's life. Yeah. She's very rough and tumble. So she was taught at home by private tutors. Unlike other children, she was able to read and write. And along with her little, like, her little friends, uh, she was taught to shoot fence and ride a horse yo mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a lot of similarities yeah today she could also be found weightlifting wrestling and steeplechasing before breakfast Ooh. Mm-hmm. before breakfast though it's look <laughs> you got you, steeplechasing really works up an appetite i know but eat before <laughs> Well, you don't want to do a steeplechase with a big, you know. I don't know. Grab a banana. Grab a banana for the road. (laughs) Throw a granola bar in your satchel. (laughs) Your saddlebag. (laughs) So she grew up and refused to abide by the standards of the purda system, which is essentially like veiling or, have you know, wearing curtains and things like that. Yeah. And she decided to wear a turban instead. Which is unusual. Yeah. And she also wore, wore pants and carried a saber. Lit. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's pretty badass. So, at the ripe old age of 14, <laughs> Manu was married to the Maharaja of Jhansi. Oh, wow. Uh, how old was he? Probably not 14. Yeah. I don't know how old he was. Okay. And that happened in May of 1842. And after they got married, she went by Lakshmi Bai in honor of the Hindu goddess Lakshmi. From here on out, I will either call her Lakshmi Bai or the Rani. Okay. Which is like the queen. Yeah. Okay. So she gave birth to a boy in 1851. So she wasn't 14 anymore. Thank goodness. (laughs) (laughs) But unfortunately, he died in infancy. Uh, so shortly after that, the Maharaja adopted a five-year-old boy called Anand and renamed him Damodar Ra. Rao. Rao. Damodar Rao. It's okay. Which was originally what their baby was named, but they just recycled the name. Called the new little boy. Hmm. Same name. It's weird. Recycled names. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm a super fan of that. So great. Yeah. Like, oh, who am I named after? My dead baby. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little creepy. But what else? Teach their own. Yeah. So in a letter that the Maharaja wrote, he said, quote, I trust that in consider of the fidelity I have evinced toward government, favor may be shown to this child and that my widow during her lifetime may be considered the regent. So basically, respect respect this child that I have adopted, treat, treat them 
as you would me. And my wife will reign reign as queen regent Mm -hmm. as long as she's alive. Well, that didn't happen. Rip. A few days later, the Maharaja died. And everything went tits up in just the worst way. (laughs) (laughs) Because their new son was adopted, the asshole British East India Company. Oh, fuck that. Those guys. Mm Mm-hmm. Fuck those guys. Fuck those guys. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I couldn't couldn't help it. It was just, you know how when, like, there's a crowd going and, you know, everybody's. This is group think. (laughs) It's group think. Hive mind is happening under here right now. Fuck those guys. It's true. It's true. So the British East India Company under Governor General Lord Dalhousie. Dalhousie? Sounds right. This episode ain't about pronunciation. It sure ain't. (laughs) (laughs) He rejected Damodar's claim to the throne, completely ignored the Maharaja's last will and testament, and instead annexed the state to all the surrounding territories. Oh, are we surprised? I know, right? (laughs) Weird. I never would have guessed that would happen. The East India Trading Company is bad people. Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, I love you. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So when they finally broke the news to her, uh, Lakshmi Bai cried out. She spoke it in a language that I'm not going to butcher. Mm -hmm. But she said, I shall not surrender my Jhansi. Okay. Every time you say Jhansi, I think you're going to say John Cena. (laughs) (laughs) We love John Cena. John Cena. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> you watched a lot of WWE as a child? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> it's okay, so did I. Look, in March 1854, Rani Lakshmi Bai was given an annual pension of 60,000 rupees. Which is... That was me. <laughs> oh, sorry. Which is... Danny and I looked at each other, we were like... Who was it? <laughs> Sorry, that was me that time. We're not farting. We are just gurgling in our bellies. Okay, so she gets an annual pension of 60,000 60, rupees, mm-hmm. which I couldn't find what that equaled to in 1854. But in today money, it's $841 for the year. That's not much. That's not enough. That's not a lot. <laughs> and then um, she was also ordered to leave the palace and the fort. So beyond Jhansi's borders, a rebellion was brewing as the British imposed their social and Christian practices and banned Indian customs. I'm so surprised. <laughs> right. Said no one Ooh, ever. Shocker. <laughs> the British colonized. <laughs> somebody and force them to assimilate. Ooh. Weird. That's nuts. All right. When news of the fighting reached Jhansi, Lakshmi Bai goes to this British political officer whose name is Captain Skeen. Ew. It's a villain's name if I ever heard it. It sure is. But she basically went to him and was like, hey, just, you know, because I used to be queen, do you think I can, like, put together my own little group of people to protect me? Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, sure, that sounds fine. You're not going to do anything. You're a dumb woman. <laughs> cool. <laughs> he was dumb. Yeah. <laughs> like, real dumb. So he uh, highly underestimated her. 
the John C. was relatively calm in the midst of this unrest. Uh, Ronnie decided to throw a little party now that she's got her group together. And had all these people, you know, get together. It's an impromptu festival. But also, they basically just, like, talk shit on the British the whole time. Mm-hmm. They were like, look, they're not scary. <laughs> they're, they're not a fighters. They're cowards. Like, don't be afraid of these guys, okay? It's cool. Just keep keep it on the DL. Like, yeah. let's just make... We'll make it work for now. So, in June of 1857, rebels of the 12th Bengal Native Infantry led a mutiny, and seized the star fort of Jhansi. This is, it's a mutiny, mm-hmm. right? So the native infantry is a bunch of Indian men fighting for the British. But they're mm-hmm. like, fuck this shit, turned around, came in, took the fort, and persuaded the the British soldiers, soldiers <laughs> to lay down their arms by promising not to harm them. Well, they will, They lied. I hate to tell you. Uh, but they broke their word and massacred somewhere between 40 and 60 European officers. Mm. Along with their wives and children. Oh. It's not good. It was a massacre. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> in defense, <laughs> how many Indian people yeah. and their families were slaughtered? Exactly. So the Rani's involvement in this massacre is still a huge subject of debate. But what we do know is that this fucking army doctor, who was also a real pissed off British guy, wrote after the rebellion and called her, quote, the Jezebel of India. (laughs) The young Rani upon whose head rested the blood of the slain. It's pretty badass. That is pretty (laughs) badass. He was very angry. Um, So who knows what if anything, she had to do with it. Mm -hmm. She's probably not involved because four days after the massacre, the bad guys left Jhansi with a shitload of her money. Not that she had a shitload, but they also, like, cleaned out a bunch of the treasure from the palace. Yeah. And also threatened to blow up the place where she lived. They don't sound like friends. (laughs) They don't sound like friends, no. The aftermath of this invasion left her as the sole person in charge of the city. Because everyone else was dead. Oh. Yeah. Even um, her son? No, no, no. Oh. All of the British people were dead. Oh, okay. Who were in charge of things because they had annexed it. Yeah. But now they're all kaput. So, I'm sorry that made me laugh of a joke. <laughs> <laughs> it was... I had a real... Look. Time out. <laughs> I have to tell a little anecdote. So, the other night, when it was my birthday... Mm-hmm. Danny was like, what do you want to watch on Netflix? You get to choose. So I decided to rewatch the latest season of the Great British Baking Show, mm-hmm. Obvi. And <laughs> Sue was talking to one of the guys who was making a rocket ship cake. Mm-hmm. And she said a joke and it was like, the Russians sent up Sputnik. But when the Americans tried to send up another thing, it, it you know blew up or whatever and they called it kaputnik and i laughed really (laughs) just now i just i couldn't help myself (laughs) i said kaput and then i thought kaputnik and i had a little chuckle and then i just felt really had a big chuckle and then (laughs) 
and then I had to share the story with the world. Guys, and if you're not watching you. the Great British Baking Show, please go watch it. Yeah. It's, it's a good... It, fucking lovely. Soothing nighttime watch. And Sue and Noel are super funny. Ugh, it's just a good... It's just a real feel-good show. And they make beautiful desserts. Anyway, where am I? <laughs> Something just went kaput. Kaput, Nick. <laughs> okay. So, all the British people are dead. She's the sole person in charge of the city. So, shortly after she took charge, there was another attempt by these rebels to take over the city. Lakshmi Bai wrote to the British for help, but rumors (laughs) about her involvement in the massacre had made it back to England, and they were not pleased. Mm Mm-hmm. And cer- we're certainly not going to send any kind of assistance. Right. <laughs> Fuck you. Take care of yourself. Goodbye. Yeah. So instead, she set up a foundry to, c- to cast cannons to be used on the walls of the fort and started to build her army up. Hmm. Lakshmi Bai's army defeated the invaders and kept Jhansi safe and sound. So at this point, I'd just like to make a little, make my point here. At this point in time, she is still taking care of the city, mm-hmm. and she's still technically on the British side. Okay. She's protecting her city from the rebels, so she's still fighting technically for the British. Yeah. She's we, has no allies right she now. She has no allies. <laughs> she is in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> she has an ally in name, but not in practice. Exactly. And she doesn't even like them. She sure doesn't. Okay. Because it took sh- all of her shit. Sounds shitty. It sounds real shitty. So, for six months, Jhansi was at peace. The British announced that troops would be sent there to maintain control, but no one showed up to the party. <laughs> <laughs> this lackluster attempt to help them out pushed um, the Rani and her advisors to move toward independence from Britain. They were not happy about that, though. And when the British forces finally arrived in March, they found the city well defended and the fort had heavy guns, which could fire over the town and nearby countryside. Mm. Powerful fucking cannons is what Damn. they had. So this dickbag named <laughs> Hugh Rose, <laughs> who was the commander of the British forces, demanded that Johnsy be surrendered. And if not, they would just demolish it. And so after some deliberation, the Rani issued a proclamation. She said, quote, we fight for independence. In the words of Lord Krishna, we will, if we are victorious, enjoy the fruits of victory. If defeated and killed on the field of battle, we shall surely earn eternal glory and salvation. End quote. Hmm. So, <laughs> Brits were not pleased. Yeah. And the cannonballs began to fly on March 24th. The Rani's army sent appeals um, for help to one of her old playmates Mm -hmm. who was in a neighboring city running his own, like, rebel army fighting against the British. Mm -hmm. Um, But unfortunately, they were in amongst fighting, so they could not come and help. Yeah. So after nearly two weeks of fighting, the British army took Jhansi. They crashed the palace. No. She escaped with her son. Okay. From the palace, and they went to the fort, which is where all of her other, you know, str- st- strategic, <laughs> strategic, thank you, <laughs> I, had to, I had to pause there, um, str- strategic people 
right? They're all there mm-hmm. trying to figure out what the next move is. And they're like, if they find you, they're going to kill you for sure. Like, you need to get out. Mm-hmm. So there's this legend that Lakshmi Bai strapped her, her son, mm-hmm. who's five or six at the time, <laughs> strapped strapped him to her back. I don't know why I was imagining it. Imagining him being like 16. <laughs> so thank you for the clarification that he is five or six. Yeah, he's he's still a young boy. So in the legend, she takes him, straps him to her back, jumps on her horse, and leaps like off of the walls of the fort into the night and escapes. Ooh. Supposedly, the horse dies. Rip. Um, But they, you know, her and her son escape with some guards and meet up with a bunch of other, like, rebel forces. So then they went to the town of Kalpi and were like, they're like, there, we got it. We're taking care of things. We're going to defend this place. That didn't help. The British chased them, took the city, so they had to run again. Oh, man, the British suck. Yeah, they do. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to all our uh, British listeners. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you guys have been doing pretty good things. Yeah. Since. Not a great past. <laughs> oh, what would I do without you in here? <sighs> okay. Where am I? They just so, escaped another They city. just escaped again. Yeah. Then they find they came to their final place. I think the city is called Gwalior. Okay. Sounds right. And <laughs> we don't care this episode. <laughs> <laughs> we're not professionals. And joined up with, this was like a big to-do, and there were a bunch of people who got together. Mm-hmm. They moved into the city to occupy another fort that was there. And Lakshmi Bai was basically like, great, we're all together. We have big armies. Like, we got to get ready to prepare the city. They're coming. Yeah. Well, they didn't listen. They were too, they were very involved in like, oh, we're taking back, you know, what was taken from us. And so we're going to name a new leader and et cetera. And she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all good and all. Mm -hmm. We can do that later. We need to defeat the British first. Yeah. But she was unsuccessful. And soon after, General Rose's army attacked the city. So on June 17th. A squadron of the 8th... Okay. So it's the King's Royal Irish (laughs) Army. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. I was like, I'm sorry. What? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So they're called the 8th Hussars. Okay. They fucking just crashed the city. And Lakshmi Bai was controlling the army. Like the Indian forces. Mm -hmm. They charged into the Indian battalion and slaughtered over 5,000 soldiers, including any Indian, quote, over the age of 16. So I assume they were just going by looks, not by checking IDs, but I could be wrong. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> just imagine, like, in the middle of a fight, let me see your ID! <laughs> Give me your ID! Exactly. 15, you're safe. For now. For now. <laughs> According to an eyewitness account, Lakshmi by put on a general or some some type of higher-ups uniform mm-hmm. and attacked one of these guys, the Hussars. She was unhorsed and also wounded, probably by his saber. No surprise there. Mm-hmm. Then, as she sat bleeding by the roadside, 
she recognized the soldier and fired at him with her pistol. She shot him, but then he wasn't dead, and he, quote, dispatched the young lady with his carbine. Aww. Yeah. Oh, there's another kind of legend that said she was dressed as a cavalry leader, was badly wounded, but not wanting the British to capture her body, she told a hermit to mm-hmm. burn it so that they wouldn't take her. Mm. She eventually was cremated. Mm-hmm. Um, but not immediately. But I don't think immediately. No. Okay. You said Calvary. No, I didn't. I said Calvary. I say Calvary all the time because I see it on a church. But this time I said it right. Cavalry. Cavalry. <laughs> you know what? You need to not judge me. <laughs> Cavalry. I know what I'm talking about. But I drive past the church that says the Calvary all the time. And so I read it every day. And so it very much confuses my brain. It's called the what? It's called the Calvary. Not the Calvary? <laughs> <laughs> what? We will discuss this later. Look, cavalry. I meant to say cavalry if I did not. Anyway, god damn it, where am I? She just died. She just died. <laughs> so, unfortunately, the British captured the city of Gwalior after three days. In the British report of this battle, Hugh Rose, the asshole commander, commented that Lakshmi Bai is, quote, personable, clever, and beautiful. End quote. Hmm. And that she is, quote, the most dangerous of all Indian leaders. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a pretty bold Sorry. statement about a woman coming from a fucking British commander. Yeah. Yeah. So Rose reported that she had been buried, quote, with great ceremony under a tamarind tree under the great rock of Gwalior, where I saw her bones and ashes. So she was, in fact... Cremated. Man, I don't care about this guy. <laughs> no, I don't care about him. Either. I don't care about this guy's opinion no. of her. You shut up. So Hugh, Hugh Rose, more like Hugh Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't good, <laughs> but I liked it. I liked it. Um, so her tomb is in the pool ba bog pool pool bog area. <laughs> of Gwalior. (laughs) 20 years after her death, this guy, Colonel someone, Mallison, who cares? (laughs) He wrote in the history of the Indian Mutiny, uh, volume three, um, (laughs) a lot of volumes, quote, whatever her faults in British eyes may have been, her countrymen will ever remember that she was driven by ill treatment into rebellion and that she lived and died for her country. We cannot forget her contribution for India. Hmm. Which I thought was really lovely. Nice. So today, Queen Lakshmi Bai of Jhansi has been immortalized in India's nationalist narrative. Mm-hmm. There are movies, TV shows, books, and even nursery rhymes about her. There are streets, colleges, and universities that are named after her. Little girls dress up like her. And wear pants and turbans and carry around swords, <laughs> which sounds fun. Yeah. There's statues of her on horseback with her son tied to, you know, to her back. Mm-hmm. And those have been erected in cities around India. Oh, excuse me. Throughout India, not around India. <laughs> you know what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> and almost a century after her death, the Indian National Army 
formed an all-female unit that aided the country in its battle for independence in the 1940s. Aww. It was called the Ronnie of Johnsey Regiment. Aww. Mm-hmm. And that is the end of my tale. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Thank you. That's good. She's, yeah. I'm really excited to see the movie. I'm not a huge, like, history... History movie. History movie buff. Mm-hmm. Because I think oftentimes it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. But it looks really cool. And now that I've, like, done research and stuff about her, I'm like, oh, okay, let's... What's the um premise of the movie? It's if the, you don't mind me asking. It's basically, it's the mutiny. Okay. So I think it basically is, like, what I just told you. Like, mm-hmm. it gives gives a little, I assume, it gives mm-hmm. a little bit of her, like, backstory. Mm-hmm. But then we'll also talk about the annexation of her city. Yeah. And the mutiny. And then her leading the Indian forces against the British. I'm very excited. I think it'll be really cool. Yeah. But as of now, have not watched it. Yeah. Me either. So. I don't usually like like war movies. Yeah. Neither me neither. But this I can there are so many movies that excuse me, there are so many women that we've talked about mm-hmm. that I'm like, why is there not a fucking movie about this woman? She's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And so when there is one, I'm like Okay, I, I should probably look. <laughs> probably. <laughs> All right. Also, I want to give everyone a heads up. I'm sorry if our, look, almost a year later, I'm going to apologize that sometimes our timelines are very all over the place. Oh, from, (laughs) from, so like, we're recording right now. Mm -hmm. It's November 9th. This doesn't come out until Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. So there's a lot of things that are like, oh, we just celebrated my birth. My birthday's on the 6th. And people are probably (laughs) like, what? (laughs) Time is a Ooh. time is a construct. It's a lady director, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. What's her name? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Swati Bahis. Okay, I think that's yeah. Bahis is I think at least correct. <laughs> With um if we're going if we're apologizing for things, I apologize for never pronouncing words ever. correctly. <laughs> ever. Or names of people I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. It's not without lack of trying. Yeah. I try and then I blackout and then <laughs> I'm sitting in front of this microphone and I just say what I want and it's wrong. S taquita. Oos taquita. Yeah, I think oos. Right? Listen. Yeah, that sounds right. I'm not going to keep talking about it because <laughs> I'm wrong. All right. Well, that's all we got for this week. Correct. So, if oh. you... Oh, what? We forgot to announce... Enchilada! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're doing a giveaway. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and comment <laughs> wherever you're listening. No. <laughs> rate, review, Rate, subscribe. review, and subscribe. <laughs> and in your review, you need to leave us the secret word. And the secret word is enchilada. <laughs> Spell it as best you can. Enchilada. Because we love enchilada. <laughs> <laughs> but you get entered into... A raffle, I guess. Yes. A giveaway. A giveaway. And if your name gets picked, Cassie will make a handcrafted something for you. You yeah. get to choose within reason. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be very lovely because Cassie is very talented. Oh, thank you. 
Yeah, it should be good. I think maybe we'll do this. Well, maybe we should do it until like mid-December. That'll give us like four weeks mm-hmm. of, I think this is just week two. Yeah. Of the secret word. And then it can be like a Christmas. Mm-hmm. Late Christmas gift. Because you won't get it to them before. That's, amen to that girl. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm a busy bitch in December, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Okay. So yeah, rate, review, subscribe. Mm -hmm. If you'd like, you can email us at thatbroadscottmoxie at gmail. That's right. If you, if you comment on another streaming platform, because we can only really see Apple, Mm -hmm. Apple podcasts and those reviews. If you comment somewhere else and comment, what the fuck? If you rate, review, subscribe somewhere else, <laughs> send it in, screenshot it, and send it in to our Gmail account, yeah. which is thatbroadscottmoxie at yeah. gmail.com. Please do. And then, if you love us as much as we love to do this, which is a lot, let's make it very clear. Also, I would like to corrections corner something. Mm-hmm. When You know when we did our Q&A, and the question was, like, what's your pet peeve? And I was like, oh, finding information. Mm-hmm. That's not what I meant. <laughs> just like, I would just like to take a moment to address that. What is frustrating is when you find three, like, three sources and they all have the exact same information. Oh, yeah. And it's like, no, but I'm looking for, like, this other thing. So then you have to go and look at 20 others to try and find an original new, piece. Yeah, new facts or like just a well, you know, a better written something or other. That's what I meant <laughs> by finding new information. Both of you were like, you hate the homework? <laughs> Rude. Anyway, if you like us, you love us, uh, you can follow us on our social medias mm-hmm. Facebook and Instagram. We are at That Broads Got Moxie. And on Twitter, we are at Broads Got Moxie. So go do that. Yeah. And I just, one more time, want to say I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs) Music by Sage Krenning. Cover art by Vinny Navarrete. Produced and edited by Danielle Barsanti. Side effects of listening to this podcast may include excessive moxie, zero tolerance for the patriarchy, sass mouth, excessive sweating, tipsy tittering, desire to stick it to the metaphorical man, fear of cats, empowering women, clammy hands and feet, the inability to do math, lack of patience for the bullshit, thirst for knowledge, questioning the system, cravings for bougie chicken, vodka, and justice, and in some cases can cause death on hills.